1: What's well, up? Well, we don't have KK today, but we have a K. Kelly Vandis is back
2: with us. Welcome, <laughs> Kelly. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to have a chance to talk with you again.
0: Yeah, you yes, too. too. For listeners that might have missed it, Kelly was a guest a while back. When Was that 2020? I can't even. It was probably yeah. beginning 2020.
2: Yeah, I think it was, I was going back through our old emails and I think, yeah, it was, uh, when we were all still kind of shut in our houses, like maybe summertime, 2020. That's
0: That's so wild. wild. So for the listeners that didn't get to meet you, then if you'll just give us a little brief, um, quick update on who you are and what you're doing, and then we'll get dive into your new book.
2: Yeah, I would love to. So I am what I have coined a stay at home comedian. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I make uh, videos for social media, Instagram, TikTok. I, I do not dare venture onto Facebook these days, um, <laughs> but there was a time when I posted them there too. I do a lot of funny mom stuff I do a lot of just traditional sketch comedy Um, really anything that I think is funny I will post on the internet and if people want to laugh with me then that's fantastic Uh, and I you know I'm a mom of three my husband and I and my kids we all live just kind of outside of Nashville and yeah that's what I do that's my job now which is crazy and bizarre so So cool cool. I love that
1: When did you start? That kind of prompted me to think like, when did you start making videos? How long have you been doing that?
2: Well, I am, um, as you guys know, sort of like a defunct mommy blogger. I tried to like do all of, all of the aspirational stuff and realized very quickly that I am not an aspirational kind of gal. So I did, (laughs) I, I switched over to making, you know, funnier content probably three years ago, three or four years ago, just sort of on a whim, like I think the first video I ever did was just sort of like a commercial parody of those FabFitFun boxes, oh, those subscription yeah. boxes. <laughs> and you know, I, I didn't expect anything to, you know, happen from it. I just thought, you know, I'm going to do this because <laughs> I think it's funny. And it, you know, it didn't take off overnight. But more importantly, I sort of figured out, like, oh, this is me. This is what yeah. I want to do. This is where I find joy, and I feel like myself. Um, when I was growing up, I wanted more than anything in the world to be a stand-up comedian, unfortunately developed a very terrible sense of stage fright. So Mm -hmm. that never manifested. But this feels like, oh, I get to reach back and kind of give that little girl what she wanted all those years growing up Um, from the comfort of my own home. So that's very nice. I love that. (laughs)
1: I do feel like that's one great thing about like the internet. Cause there's a lot of like hate on social media and stuff, but I feel like it's allowing a lot of people to realize dreams in that way, which is so cool that you're doing that for a living now.
2: I love that. Yeah. That's such a good point, Megan. Like so many of us are given the freedom to sort of do a creative pursuit, whether it's a podcast or writing or, you know, mm-hmm. funny content because we, we can have this platform and, you know, for all of the negatives that come along with social media, that is a really good point to bring up that positive.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And just the amount of, I mean, podcasting was kind of new. We had just moved back from overseas. It was kind of a new concept to me anyway, in 2019, whenever we started ours, but just the amount of free knowledge and I don't know, just all the. Yeah, I feel like there's so it's can be so resourceful. So I, I, I do, I actually hate on social media cause I'm not really on it. So I'm, kinda, <laughs> I, I'm definitely guilty, but I can't hate it if I'm using it for the other stuff, I, guess.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, it's, you know, it has its negatives too, but I think if you come at it with balance, that's what I've learned. I've had to have balance. Cause I love all the social media stuff. I'm like the total opposite, but I can go yeah. like too far into it. And live there instead of like living in my real life. So you have to like figure that.
2: Yeah. Boundaries. Figure that
1: out. Boundaries yeah.
2: Girl. <laughs> Especially when you're a new mom, because it, it sort of starts to become like a portal to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like, oh, I am connecting as I'm scrolling. I'm seeing my friends and catching yeah. up with them. I definitely did that when my kids were really young and and you, you do have to kind of find a balance like, oh, this is a type of connection, but it's not everything that i
1: need. Yeah, it just was short lived. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't giving me cuz i like i need community. Mm-hmm. So i think we everybody needs community, but some people might need it a little more than others. Um and my personality i think just growing up with so many kids like i need to actually have like real relationships in real yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And yeah, that just
0: reminded me Megan of cuz we share devotionals and stuff. And the other day there was one that was all about community and how like God meant it to be.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it said something, hold on. I think I sent it to y'all, but it just had a really good sentence in there. Basically how we currently live just in a very superficial Okay. It says the devotional said we live in long-term networks of terminally casual relationships. And I thought that just kind of hit home to the, what we're talking about of Mm -hmm. just being, it's easy to get sucked into thinking that we are connected, but it's not really real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Side We're note. grateful for it today because Kelly is amazing. And by the way, I just have to say like I very much relate to all your videos and I find myself laughing. It's kind of rare for me to actually laugh out loud to like TV <laughs> and movies and stuff, but I have laughed out loud several times to your videos cuz you you're just really funny. So, <laughs>
2: oh, Lauren, that makes me feel so good. I am a fellow non-LOLer at most yeah. things. Yes. So when I can when I get a good guffaw, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I am your servant for life. I will yes. follow you to the ends of the earth. Not that I expect that from you. You no, know what I yes. mean?
0: I will follow you for my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> you have me. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, um, if you would, so since we've last spoken, you've made a huge accomplishment and have written a book. So tell us what the book is. What is it about? How did you come up with the idea? To give us all the things.
2: Yeah, I would love to. So, gosh, well, the book is called Rookie Mistakes, Grown Ups Field Guide for Getting Your Act Together, uh, and it'll be out next week, July 19th, um, anywhere you get your books. And it's a collection of essays and, and funny stories from my life about where I have completely screwed up. And rather than looking at it from either a perspective of shame or like, how can I get better? Or let me tell you 10 ways that you can make your life better. The idea of sharing these stories is to help, like we were talking about, forge connection with other people. So you can kind of see yourself maybe reflected on the pages and find relationships with other people from where maybe you've Fallen short of the mark, or d- you wish you would have done things differently, and then, as you know, a community, you can move forward and kind of grow better together. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my my reason for wanting to write the book. I I really enjoy reading other people's works where they're really vulnerable and they share what didn't work, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that's eighty percent of my life is me going, <laughs> well, that was. Wrong and then having to kind of, you know, course correct. Yes. So I wanted my book to be that for other people because I think so much of, you know, like when I started out blogging a million years ago, so much of it was like aspirational content. It just kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so where I see these other creators, these other authors, like, you know, you're, Glennon and Doyle Mountains, your Nora McInerneys sharing where they have fallen short. That's mm-hmm. where I feel like, wow, I, I fit there. I want to yeah. be with people who admit that they messed up and they're open to changing and they're open to growing. Even if they, they never get all the way to where they want to be, they're always, you know, open to opening their mind and, and um, you know getting to a, a brighter place. So yeah. that, that's sort of the mission of the book. And it's, it's been a long project. Um, gosh, I think it started like four years ago as sort of an exercise. My kids were really young, just, you know, word vomiting on a page is sort of mm-hmm. a, a mental health exercise really. Um, and, and since then, and I, I know you guys have talked with tons of authors. I'm sure they've, they've all kind of shared that, that it's a long process mm-hmm. connecting with an agent, connecting with a publishing house and editing and and reworking things and recording the audiobook I mean it has been it's been a full freaking journey that I was not expecting um but you know it's it's been really amazing I'm so thankful to have a really stellar team um that really believe in the book so I'm I feel like I'm in in very good hands while still not having a clue what I'm doing Yeah. (laughs) None of us do. So right,
0: right. I was about to say none of us do, and honestly, that was kind of the birth of this podcast. Was us just saying like, "Hey, we've learned a lot of things along the way, but we definitely have not done things, you know, made a lot of mistakes. But that's kind of what life is about, and we just, it's nice to have a community to do that with, you know. And I love why you were talking; it just kind of made me think about. I feel like the older that I've gotten, it's kind of at some point, you just kind of realize that the gift, like if we can just lose our pride and kind of strip away our pride and just be really real with ourselves and share that with other people and be vulnerable, like you were saying, the gift that's on the other side of that, I think is just so much bigger than trying to hold on to our pride, whether we want to admit it or not. And Seem like we have it all together and not share our mistakes, but only share our successes. You know, I think it can just be really toxic. So I think that people are really gonna love your book because I think that's what people want is
2: just real, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly that people will love my book. No, I'm just kidding. I agree with what you said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I agree with what everything you said before that. Like I I I think now I'm at a place in my life where I I value humility above Mm -hmm. almost all things, because that is where, that's the only time you have space to grow. Like the narcissism Mm -hmm. that, that comes with thinking that you've got things all figured out is, is wild. (laughs) Um, So I can, I completely, completely identify with what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Funny how like you think you are in a place of humility, or maybe this is just me. (laughs) And then all of a sudden something happens to like knock you down and you're like, Oh no, I started thinking I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Nothing so does funny. that. Like a baby too. Uh, oh yeah. yes, <laughs> Like four months sleep regression. Oh, gosh. You yeah. think you've got it all. And then suddenly they're, you know, yeah. Waking you up every two hours. Like having yeah. a baby is a beautiful exercise in humility.
1: Oh my gosh. Totally. I feel, that's so true. I literally feel like I think I said this to Kristen and Lauren one time I was like, I guess God knew I needed three kids to like, cause I needed a lot of humbling because (laughs) that's been like my life for the last six years. Yeah. Yes.
0: And just the other day, my Kai, my 11 year old, I can't remember. He was asking me something that I didn't know the answer to. And he was kind of dumbfounded that I didn't know the answer. I can't remember what it was, but I just remember my response and I was like, Hey Kai, you know what this, like you're my first and only kid. So this is my first go around. So like Mm -hmm. I'm human, I'm your mom, but guess what? I'm human and I make mistakes and I do my best, but I'm not going to know the answer. So
2: that's (laughs) exactly it. Yeah. When I was, um, in the process of, of coming up with the name for this book, the idea of a rookie mistake was rang really clear to me because there's, I also talk a lot about baseball in the book. Um, a million years ago, I worked for the Boston Red Sox. So there's, some stories in there about that, but um the idea that it's literally everybody's first time being a person. It's my yeah. first time being 37. My first, you know, like you were saying, Lauren, it's my first time being a mom with a kid with mm-hmm. this question. Yes. Um, even when we have figured some things out, we just, we don't have experience with everything and sort of mm-hmm. being like, oh, well, it's my first time. I yeah. think it's a great way to approach things.
0: Yeah. And even taking it a bit further, it's like, even though if I did figure something out for me, for example, let's say something really worked in my marriage, that does not mean that it will work in somebody else's marriage. So I feel like with a lot of topics and a lot of life, what works for me might not work for you. And there is beauty in that. Um, but also it's a reminder to me
1: to like be, stay humble.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <know>?
1: definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, That's really cool. This all reminds me too, of that thing. I sent you guys, uh, Lauren on the rules of being a human. Uh, Oh, I want to see that. Um, I should send it to you. It's kind of long. I'm like, should I read it? But the main gist of it is basically like we all receive a body and we might hate it or love it, but it's yours. And then Mm -hmm. like, you will learn lessons And basically you're enrolled in a full-time informal school. It's called life. And each day the school will give you an opportunity to learn. And it's just, it goes on to explain more, but it's like, there's no mistakes. There's only lessons and growth is just a process of trial and error. Um, I don't know the way it's worded. I can email it to you because it was really cool article. And I sent it to my whole family and we were just like, whoa, that's so true. And our mom used to say that all the time. Like, I'm just here to learn my lessons. And like, when you don't get a lesson, you're going to get it over and over. And I've seen that true for me and for everybody. I know, even if they don't realize they have the same lesson coming to them over and over. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's kind of similar to what y'all were just talking about.
0: Well, and I think it's really one thing that our mom did well, I feel like in parenthood was she did keep it real with us and allowed us to see her humanness. Cause I think as children, that's hard to, you just, I think naturally kind of put your parents on a pedestal many times Mm -hmm. and so I think because whenever Megan sent that, our sister-in-law was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to share this with her girls who are in there reaching their a teen and a preteen. And I do think that there's something just kind of freeing, I would imagine, as a child too, to read that to be. I don't know. I know me, maybe I'm just speaking from my own experience because I put a lot of just pressure on myself, just personality wise, to you know perform and and do all the things you're good whatever and i think sometimes you just need that like hey we're all just humans here like let's take take it easy you know yeah.
2: i love that from your mom i'm just here to learn my lessons that's yes. i want that on a plaque in my house yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so great Yeah.
0: And she said, in fact, I think when we interviewed on here, she said that that was one of her life lessons, but she said, and if we don't learn it the first time, like Megan said, God will just keep in some form or fashion, like repeating the opportunity to learn it in different ways. And that a lot of times is through your own children. But if you don't have children, he'll, he'll stick it in there somewhere until you learn it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I love how she phrased that too. He'll just keep giving you the opportunity. It's not Mm -hmm. a trial. It's not a test. No, it's a chance to, uh, to learn something, not, you know, not a a punishment or anything like that. I love that so much
0: for sure. Yeah. I think that's like, well, okay. So back to your book, I want to know, you know, how sometimes on Amazon or something, it'll give you like a page teaser or something. Do you have, Do you have any little teasers that you could share with us and our listeners just to
2: kind of give us a snippet? Oh, sure. It's, I think it's from, from chapter one, where I talk about um, some, some body image stuff that I, that I dealt with as a child and, you know, continue to deal with because we're all women in America dealing with that kind of thing. I was a chubby kid for the better part of my childhood. In the early nineties, polite people might've called me sturdy. Regular people would have just called me fat. I have very clear memories of searching for a size 6X dress for First Communion and husky jeans in the Lord and Taylor youth section, and outright refusing to wear pants that fastened with a button until third grade. Why pants makers decided to put the pinchiest part of the pants right at my squishiest spot, I'll never understand. At birth, however, I was runway model skinny, weighing in at just under seven pounds. What a baby. I could fit into literally any onesie in my closet without even sucking in. And my mom had to use the tightest Velcro position on my pampers. This might've been a little bit about some hip dysplasia I was dealing with, but for our purposes here, let's pretend it was because I was a baby Kate Moss. Oh, yes. uh, so yeah, that's a, a free little snippet. I, you guys, I can't even tell you how <sighs> much work recording the audiobook was. I, I, for, I didn't know reading was so hard. It was so exhausting and it's so difficult. I never would have, I just never would have thought.
0: No, share more about that. I think that's intriguing. And I've heard, I've listened to other podcasts recently where the author, he was kind of saying that same thing, but he didn't really go into detail. So are you like in a studio? How many hours does it take? Like, do you have to do retakes? Do you get out of breath? Like, do you
2: have to drink nonstop? What's Tell us yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So we, I was in a studio um, just outside of Nashville. So I felt yeah. very cool. I think like Dennis Quaid came into my booth after me to record oh my some, gosh. Some, something from, is it Yellowstone he's on? I can't remember. Yes. Um, so yeah. I did feel very cool, but it was such a challenge because although I wrote these words and I've read them probably hundreds of times, your brain just reads differently than your mouth. So where mm-hmm. I can just skim in and the and our, and my, my brain knows it, the way that your mouth has to say every single word, it is tiring. You do run out of breath. I was parched all the time, Um, the engineer would come over the headphones and be like, um, well, your mouth is smacking. So could you take <laughs> oh, some gosh. water? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thankfully, my husband, oh, for many, many years was a professional musician. So he did give me some tips. So oh, that was nice. That was helpful. Yes. So um, it it didn't go quite as badly as it probably could have, but it took at least three full days of straight recording. And then I did have to come back in and do a couple, you know, rereads of lines that I had just, uh, you know, <laughs> mumbled or, you know, said poorly, but it Gosh. took, a, it took a really long time.
0: Yeah. I would imagine that being hard. Do they yeah. make you, can you say, like I say words kind of wrong sometimes. Do they make you per, like do all the right things? Like our dad says for the days of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> so would they, do they like correct your grammar and stuff?
2: Interesting. I bet if I was reading um, someone else's
1: oh, book, yeah.
2: they would yeah. have, but since it was mine, they, they didn't do that. Now, if I for real said something wrong like if I said grocery instead of grocery they would <laughs> yeah. they would stop me and have me redo it okay um, but yeah like I I am um, I just started getting into listening to audiobooks so that I could do book clubs with my kids Aww. and I'm just now so enthralled by the readers of these books because they're doing voices and you know reading Harry Potter's is, is what we're doing right now and you know they're huge thick tomes and just to keep the energy up the whole time is just mm. so impressive. So it almost anyway, sounds I, like it it an acting,
1: it's like an acting job in itself to read a book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you it did it. I'm glad you did it yourself. Cause I think it's so much better. Like when I read or uh, listened to Matthew McConaughey's book, I was like, man, it just wouldn't have been the same if he hadn't have done the audio. Totally.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine someone else reading his words. That just, yeah feels like sacrilege.
1: Yeah. Yes. But I feel like that would be the same for you because I feel like part of humor too is in your voice and like mm-hmm. in your inflections and stuff. So um that's really cool that you did that.
2: Yeah, it was it, I was really thankful that I was given the opportunity to do it cuz that that's like a bucket list thing. I feel I feel proud of it.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Well, do you have any So I know your book hasn't even launched yet. It is next week on, you said July 19th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So everybody check that out. Do you have, after this whole experience, do you have aspirations to possibly do it again in the future?
2: I would love to write another book to have, yeah, to have the opportunity would be incredible. It's so much work, but I I've realized over these last three or four years that this work really fills me up. The the writing and the performing and just creating is a part of me that I think I denied for a, a long while just um because you know mom guilt and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, oh I would love to do it again. Hopefully uh the book will do well and I will get the chance to but I'm just keeping my fingers crossed at this point. That's awesome
0: that. Yeah. You should be so proud of yourself.
2: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Such
0: an accomplishment. Well, I'm trying to think, is there any other, let's just say that somebody is not going to pick up your book or get the audio. Is there any kind of main lesson or anything that you would pick from it that you would want somebody to know from, from it who might not be able to get it?
2: I think the main takeaway that I want people to get from this book is that you're going to make mistakes your whole life. You're never going to get to a point where you're a fully realized person. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Richard Rohr, um, that he's a Franciscan friar and he talks extensively about something called shadow work. And it's basically just peeling back all of the um, self image that you have of yourself and just revealing your truer self all the time. And it's never done. We're never done becoming who we're going to be. And so just giving yourself grace during that, being easy with yourself during that time and realizing that other people are going through the exact same experience. So mm-hmm. while we may all have differing views on all sorts of things, especially you know these days, mm-hmm. giving grace to other people and not completely cutting them off or, you know, looking down on other people, hopefully giving space so that we can all evolve and change and grow better together and learn from our mistakes and and do that together.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's huge.
2: It's so huge.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. And I feel like it aligns so much with our podcast and I can't, I don't know why I can't help, but when you were talking, this song is like one of my, you know, go-to from childhoods, but the salt and pepper, like there's only one true judge and that's God. So chill and let my father do his job. You know, I feel like, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I feel like these days, you know, we're just, we take things just way too serious. And so it's like, it's not our job to sit back and judge ourselves or other people. So let's just stop, you know?
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I, I shared something recently and, and I, I want to be sensitive to, you know, if, if there are people that you if, you know, if you need people to be out of your lives for safety reasons, or, you know, I I don't want to speak into people's lives. Like, well, you have to, you know, maintain these relationships, even if they're toxic, like that's, you know, I want to be respectful of that. But I I think that the responsibility of, I think someone who follows Jesus is to be a friend to everybody, no matter matter what. And that's how we can, that's how we can be leaders. Yeah. I hope that that comes across.
0: Yeah. And I feel like no matter what people's beliefs are, I don't know. I just feel like the root of all things is just love, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, to me, that's what God is. And so I just, I love, I love the message that your book and you're putting out. Thank you. Thank you guys. (laughs) That's so nice. You're making me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um,
2: Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to talk about? No, I think we've, I think we've hit on everything. I'm just glad to be able to catch up with you guys. And and it's been, it's been way too long. And I'm, I'm thankful for you guys having me on. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I'm glad we've kind of kept in touch through social media, but now that the world's opened up, if you ever are in Dallas, let me know.
2: I know (laughs) I would love to, I'm actually going to be in Austin in September.
1: Oh, fine. I know that's
2: not Texas is like its own country. So I know that's well, not yes. that close.
1: <laughs> our dad lives, our dad lives in Austin. We'll be there Labor day.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mm-hmm. might have to hit you up for some recommendations then. Yes.
0: Do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey. And also I think I've seen on social that your husband, is he into real estate? Cause Kristen, who is not on this pod with us today, but she lives in Nashville and she's oh, yeah, uh, a, yeah. a realtor there. And I randomly saw that and totally forgot to tell Kristen, but I was like, Ooh, y'all should get in touch.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. He, um, he's a home builder. He has a real estate background, but yeah, they definitely should meet.
1: Oh my gosh, they should. She's like in the top 10 agents in village. It's like a huge.
2: Oh yeah. That's amazing. That's so impressive.
1: Yeah. She's a little go-getter that one.
2: (laughs) She's the youngest of four and just killing it. That
0: is awesome.
2: Yeah. I need to put her and Brian in touch for sure. You
0: totally should. Cause she, her and her husband, they do Airbnbs too. So they're on the investment side personally as well. So
2: awesome. Yes. That would, they definitely would have a good conversation.
0: Yeah, for sure. As you know, we like to close each episode out in prayer. So unless there's anything, actually, before we do that, just remind the listeners where they can find you.
2: Yeah, you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Kelly underscore Bandis, and I'm on TikTok at Kelly underscore underscore Bandis because my other name was already taken. So those are the best places to find me. Perfect. Okay. Well,
0: I will close this out in prayer. Thanks again, Kelly, for coming. We always enjoy talking to you.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. (laughs)
0: Heavenly father, thank you for another day of life with our loved ones. And we just praise you for all of our blessings in our life and just help us to every day focus on what we have instead of what we don't have. And I just pray specifically for Kelly and her launch of her new book, rookie mistakes. And we, Thank you for giving her the words and just um, we pray for it to prosper and to be a major success and for it to touch the hearts of so many. And you designed us, God, to be in community. And so I pray most of all that this book just brings together a really, really amazing community of people that feel don't feel alone but instead just feel really connected and motivate and encourage one another. And most of all, that it just becomes a community of love. And we just thank you in advance for the success of it all. And, and we just pray for the listeners listening today, that most of all, they feel your love, God, and that they seek you out every day. And um, we just love you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 Thank
2: mm-hmm. you so much. Yes. yes thank thank you. you, Kelly. It and was so
1: great to see you. Here's baby Esri. Yes. <gasps> spit up a little bit. Can you say hi? hi. <gasps> Can you <give> her <laughs> a
0: smile? Uh, oh, you're just bye. so cute. I know Kai and I are driving down to Dallas to go see them this weekend. So I can't wait to get some snuggles. Oh, baby snuggles. I
2: miss baby snuggles. So sweet.
1: I know. I know. I'm really snuggling this one because she's my last. So I'm like, yes. Oh,
2: yes. Get it all in.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck with the move and the, or the remodel and move and all of that in summer. (laughs) It's a lot. I
2: know it (laughs) is a lot, but it's, you know, like I said, a problem we created for ourselves. So we'll, we'll get through it. It'll be all right. We'll live out of some boxes and make the best of it. Awesome. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks guys. Great to talk to
1: you. You You too. too. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to another week of girl. I slept in my makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and yeah, make it a great week. God bless.